You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Judy covered. Wilson. And they get him. And it's Chase Young. Relentless pursuit. Jonathan Allen was there with the initial pressure, and then it was Young from the back. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Always great to hear the voice of my fellow Fordham Ram, my fellow Greek freak, the great Spiro Ditas on CBS. Call on one of Chase Young sacks. Chase Young, the most high-profile player to be moved at the trade deadline. San Francisco pulling off a stunner as we approach the buzzer at the trade deadline, acquiring Chase Young. We also saw Josh Dobbs get traded to the Minnesota Vikings. That's really interesting. We will talk about all of those moves coming up with Greg Rosenthal of NFL Media in just a moment. But for our live audience, especially those joining us now on Stadium, our pal Drew Dinsick, the whale capper from NBC Sports, will join us in 20 minutes. All of our bets for tonight in the power hour final hour of the show 40 minutes from now and of course including game four of the world series where apparently like Adolis Garcia may play well we'll we'll see we'll talk about that coming up next hour on the show but joining us right now to talk the trade deadline and some of the biggest games on the board this weekend on a lot of really good ones coming up week number nine in the National Football League a guy I've known for a really long time and I think actually maybe like the sharpest NFL analyst on Twitter where when think and I mean this sincerely and I do butter up guests when they come on but I mean this <laughs> yeah. sincerely like when when things happen like in games when Greg Rosenthal tweets like I think this is what's actually going on and I actually Greg I gave you when when uh in the playoffs a couple of years ago when Jared Goff when Sean McVay like pulled Jared Goff and put John Wolford in you immediately on Twitter were like oh no he's benched like he benched Jared Goff this is not like an injury thing Wolford's actually gonna start and then Wolford did start the playoff game against Seattle he got hurt Goff came in and won the game then they lost to the Packers but like Greg I feel like his success rate with this kind of stuff is like 99 percent you gotta follow <laughs> Greg on Twitter at Greg Rosenthal. Check out the Around the NFL podcast, which is amazing. Been doing a great job there for years. Analyst for our friends over at NFL Media and on Twitter at Greg Rosenthal with two G's. Greg, welcome to You Better You Bet. Great to have you on the show. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, how's it going? It's doing. Uh, it's going great. I mean, your memory is insane, Nick. But I, but I remember yeah. knowing, you know, getting to know you over over a decade ago. And yeah, that's one of my things. Once the once the coach makes any sort of change, it's like. We're seeing in Atlanta right now. Desmond Ritter is benched. I don't need to wait till Wednesday. It's Taylor Heineke. He is starting this week. I don't need to wait. Right. And market for that game is really interesting. Obviously, Atlanta's opponent in that game, Minnesota. We think Jaron Hall. That's what O'Connell kind of says. They're preparing Jaron Hall to start. Also, they traded for Josh Dobbs. So, like, what do you think they'd like to do in the game, hypothetically, like if they had to kind of make their pick, right? So it can be that trade, Greg, if that, if that was kind of the most interesting thing to you. It could be Chase Young. It could be something else. But from the trade deadline, quarterback, non-quarterback, any application to this week, what were just some of the most interesting things for you? 
Yeah, I, I have a lot of thoughts on this trade deadline. Let's start with the Vikings just because they have a legit chance to make the playoffs. They're in the seven spot now. They have a great head coach and talent uh, around Josh Dobbs. It's going to be Josh Dobbs, I believe, in the long run. Whether it's him this week or not, I think if you listen to Kevin O'Connell speak on Wednesday, he was leaving open the possibility uh, that he would either start or or come in for Jaron Hall if it doesn't work. And like that, that's a winnable game, I, I think, for the Vikings. I think they were better, certainly, than the 2022 Vikings, which is crazy because they were 13 and four. And I, I love when a team doesn't totally give up on a season. They didn't have to give up much for him. And, and Dobbs will be fine. He won't be great, but he'll be backup level. And they'll probably get to eight, nine, ten wins even. I want to ask you about the seven scene, Greg, and you mentioned Minnesota, like not giving up. They're going to go for it. Minnesota currently like in, in line for the seven seed, but maybe it's Atlanta that gets the seven seed. If New Orleans is going to end up winning the NFC South, we saw Matthew Stafford, like injure his thumb, like the Rams are in contention. We don't know who's starting for the Rams coming up on Sunday. My giants lose to the jets. You could have made a case. The giants were in contention. The commanders were in contention and maybe they still are betraying chase young and Montez sweat. Maybe like Ron Rivera, not happy with ownership there when it's all said and done. Done. which team do you think ultimately does get the seven seed in the NFC playoffs? It, second place in the a- NFC South is probably like what the numbers would say, or like if I was just thinking analytically, what I would say, whether it's the saints or the Falcons would be most likely just because if you look at their schedules, they're just so easy. I think the Vikings are the second best team though. And I think Josh Dobbs, like it's not like Josh Dobbs is worse or, or that much worse than Taylor Heineke or Desmond Ritter, and he's only down a little bit from Derek Carr. So I think they have a good chance, but my my if if I had to put like money on it, and I can't put any money on it. Yeah, I work for the NFL. I would probably go with whoever <laughs> is second place in, in the NFC South. <laughs> sure. So maybe maybe Atlanta, Minnesota, like a super high leverage game for for playoff standings at the end of the year. Yeah, and that's, Greg Tanya, maybe that's it's maybe call. it's Taylor Heineke and maybe it's Josh Dobbs. Like maybe that's the quarterback matchup that we that we end up getting, which would obviously be a lot different than what we thought it was going to be uh, a couple of weeks ago. So we, we did NFC see there. You, you said, Greg, that you had a lot of other thoughts about the trade deadline, mm. maybe like what, you know, the Cardinals get rid of Dobbs. Like, are we going to see Kyler Murray or is it really going to be Clayton, too? Maybe that's an angle. Just anything else about the trade deadline or you can go Arizona if you want it. <laughs> Yeah, the, the Toon-Kyler thing is strange. It sounds like they're being ultra careful that he's 100% ready, but maybe mentally he's not all the way there. It's probably Toon this week. Our, our guy at NFL Network, Ian Rapport, says so. I just thought it was interesting. The Bears traded for Montez Sweat and gave a second, even though they're obviously not going anywhere this year at 2-6. and six. Uh, It was just creative that basically it, it's almost like an NBA-style trade where you're trading for the rights to – Montez Sweat. You almost don't care about the next eight games, but it's so hard to get players in free agency in the door. Guys like Montez Sweat just don't become available. So you bring them in now and you're just totally confident you're going to sign them long term. And if you can't, you'll franchise tag. Like they don't make that trade unless they are absolutely confident he's going to be there for a long time. And I don't think it's a dumb move, uh, a, a high second round pick, because I really think Montez Sweat uh, is a really strong player, like a top 15 edge player. Uh, in this league so you saw some creative moves like your Giants Nick you know they get rid of Lenny Williams and I thought that was interesting that they paid his entire salary and it and I think it was a smart move by both teams like there doesn't have to be a huge winner or loser but the Giants almost did like a Brock Osweiler move from the other from years ago where they essentially paid for a second round pick which I think is is good business for, for where they were at 
You better you bet here with Nick and Ken. It is a terrific Tuesday, and we are talking the National Football League with the great Greg Rosenthal from NFL Media, the Around the NFL podcast on Twitter, at Greg Rosenthal. Greg, I want to go to uh, to the commanders here, playing your Patriots coming up on Sunday, and we have seen ba- movements in the betting market. I'll say this so you don't have to. Where the Patriots about a three-and-a-half-point home favorite now against Washington with the, the moves that Washington made, trading Chase Young and Montez Sweat. And I think it kind of raises an interesting question, both for Washington this week and maybe over the balance of the season where there's a lot of reporting, right? I think some of it coming from from uh, from some of your coworkers, right, that this was maybe like ownership making this call and maybe Ron Rivera's not totally on board with the decisions made by ownership to trade a couple of these players. And maybe this could be something that like galvanizes the team or maybe mm. the team kind of knows like this is not what this is not what it's going to be next year and like where Sam Howell's not going to be the quarterback, Rivera's not going to be the coach, Bienemy's not going to be the offensive coordinator, and maybe it's just like one of those years coming up the rest of the year now for the commanders what do you think we see rest of year for washington and how do you think it impacts them if at all coming up on sunday against the patriots team desperately in need of a win yeah i i don't like the patriots look i have to pick scores every week for for game day view on nfl network which is on fridays and and so so we're we're looking at what the margins are and everything and i would have a hard time at the patriots as a favorite against most anyone like they're just not better than the washington commanders like if you just put them on a neutral field i would say washington's a little better i think people overstate the impact of losing let's say two good pass rushers like chase young and sweat because you could lose those guys to injuries anyways they still have a pretty good defensive line like it football uh for a defensive end i don't know how much to me that would change like who could win this game and i have very little confidence in the Patriots on a week-to-week basis. They they beat the Bills. That's a division matchup where they, they know the opponent. I, you obviously have a coaching advantage, but to me that is closer to just a coin flip type of game with New England. And I don't know Washington long-term. I, I hesitate to totally think they go in the tank because Ron Rivera has a knack of just winning games at the end of the season in Washington. They've they've rallied late in almost all these seasons, and they find a way to get to 7-8 nine wins and that wouldn't be surprising at least in a matchup like new england that that's one of those wins great we've been we've been doing an exercise on the show the last few weeks i think is it kind of started as an accident or it's just something for a couple minutes and it's come kind of interesting we've been asking guests about it too like all right how how many teams do you think you need to just not for a hundred percent but to feel confident you have the super bowl champion this year and this spawned out of the idea of like <laughs> is it wide open is it wide open or is it actually like just the chiefs or is it a bunch of teams? Like what, what's your number really? So Nick has kind of been going back and forth, like six, seven, eight, kind of like the top contenders, like the teams that you should probably have like in the bucket is the way we say it. And I've been kind of adamant where it's like, I want Kansas city. And this was like weeks ago before Cincinnati won last week. I want Kansas city. I want San Francisco and I want Cincinnati. Cause that seems to be the only team that can beat Kansas city in a game. And so like my number was three and I'm kind of good not having anybody else. How many Whoa. teams do you think you need, and I, I, so I'm at one extreme. I think Nick's more at the other where it's like, let's put a lot of teams in. How many teams are in your bucket right now where you're co- you're confident that you have the Super Bowl champion? I mean, what is, is does confident just mean over 50% or does confident let's mean Let's call like... it uh, over 75%. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, it definitely would be more than that. I'm throwing Philly and Dallas in there and I'm throwing Baltimore in there. And then I think I'm good. I think I have the same list as you, no but Buffalo? that would be Ooh. no Detroit. I mean, 75%. I would, yeah, maybe I would lose one of those teams, but 
I would keep Cincinnati and Buffalo pretty much at the same level. So that's four AFC teams. That's a big list. Uh, and that's <laughs> what three NFC teams, Philadelphia, yep. Dallas, and San Francisco. So that would be seven teams. That would be a big bucket. If like the, the numbers started changing, if I had to reduce the bucket, like I could probably make a list of five and still feel pretty good about it, but, but not, not totally confident. Now, far be it from me to make it about me or to ask a selfish question. I'm, I'm going to do that right now. Uh, we can we could do the Bills, Bengals, Eagles, Cowboys. We don't have a ton of time left, but um, Greg, I, I love your tweets about Josh McDaniels and the Raiders and the way that you kind of phrase them. <laughs> uh, I, I'll say it so you don't have to. He, he obviously sucks. He's the worst. The team's brutal. Garoppolo is terrible. Cost me a cover on Monday night against the Lions. Couldn't hit the uh, water if he fell out of a boat. That's on you. Yeah, it was, that's on you. Is it? Is it? Yes. If, if, that's honestly, a bad team. That's a bad team, and the Lions are me. a really good team. I know they're banged up, but I think they're a good team. Like, I would almost throw them in that mix. Like, it wouldn't totally stun me right. if the Lions won the Super Bowl, but that'd be a, that'll be a little extra. They're a good team. Well, well, th- thank you for kicking dirt on my grave from last night. I appreciate thank it. But that, that'll take us to, uh, to next week here uh, with my Giants. With Daniel Jones expected to be back in the lineup, maybe Andrew Thomas is back, maybe Evan Neal is back. The Giants have been getting bet, so the Raiders are less than a three-point home favorite right now. And as Ken brought up earlier in the Mm. show, we saw the Raiders a bigger favorite at home against Green Bay. The Raiders a bigger favorite at home against Pittsburgh. So, like, the people watch the Raiders. People think the Raiders are bad, and the Giants are getting bet in this game. What do you think we see on Sunday as Brian Dable needs to save his reputation in Sin City, Giants and Raiders on Sunday? Who wins the game? I mean, that game is just going to be such a disaster that I would want to stay away from it. But I, I took your Giants this last week, and I thought they would win that game against the Jets, even with Tyrod, and they almost ended up doing it. They should have done it uh, with your boy DeVito. So I think the Giants are a better team. That's where I would lean, but I would be afraid of of craziness happening at the end of that game, no matter what happens. <laughs> Greg, uh, who do you, who do you think wins the Chiefs Dolphins game in Germany here? And uh, maybe about thirty seconds, we'll do a couple other games. Ooh, I I haven't picked that game this year yet. This week, I kind of like the Chiefs because they're coming off of a loss. They just have that makeup, and the Dolphins' offense against a good defense hasn't been the same as they've been every other week of the season. So I, I think Kansas City's a little more complete. About 30 seconds for this one. Ken and I just talked about the Bengals-Bills game for the first time this week. We both mm. like Cincinnati in the game if the number is going to be below three, like Bengals to win this game by three points or more. Kind of like the over in the game as well. Where do you stand Sunday night football in Cincinnati with the Bengals and the Bills? I would lean Buffalo if you know you're getting points because – I do think I know right now the Bengals are playing their best. Like they're coming off a game where it just seems like they are unbeatable. I still think the bills best might be better and that we've seen that best for a three or four week stretch this year. So to me, if if one team's best is better than the other team's best, I think that's Buffalo. Uh, I'd be afraid of, of uh, picking the other team as a favorite, the Bengals as a favorite. Greg, we have like a hard 30 seconds, but I two two game picks (laughs) Eagles, Cowboys, Jets, Chargers. Who, who wins both games? Nick and I haven't talked about Jets Chargers yet. You know, you, you put me under pressure here. It's Tuesday. Yes, You're giving me idea. a hard 30 seconds. Yeah. I'm wasting yes. it right here. Uh, I'm yeah. going Eagles. I'm always going Eagles. I had them winning the Super Bowl last year. I think they'll win it this year if I had to choose one team. And then I'm going Chargers. I, I think this Jets fairy tale ends soon. The, well, I, I, I will Rogers disagree with you. Back. 
Did yeah, I see well, him throwing passes? Joe, Joe Douglas kind of walked that back. I think he got himself yeah. into a little bit of a mess in his press conference early. He goes, yeah, Rodgers is coming. Like, oh, I meant like with the team. Oh, not necessarily, yes. not necessarily like just on playing earth. on the field. Uh, for people yeah. and for people that are not watching on video, shame on you. But if you are watching on video, you're listening to podcast form, you can't see. Greg Waring, one of the best shirts I've seen. Jerry from <laughs> Succession, one of the great characters in Succession. Uh, shout, shout out to, uh, to Roman Roy with the, uh, the shirt there for our guy, Greg Rosenthal. Greg. Uh, and it is amazing. Greg, sincerely appreciate the time. you got to check out the Around the NFL podcast. And if, if you don't, which you probably have already because it's great, be sure to check it out. It's awesome. And analyst for our friends over at NFL Media on Twitter at Greg Rosenthal, my friend. Thank you very much for the time. Good luck with all your picks this weekend. Not bets, but picks. And Thank we hopefully we'll talk to I, you down the line. It still drives me crazy if I get them right or wrong. Appreciate you, Nick. Great Greg Rosenthal joining us here on You Better You Bet. On the other side, we'll welcome in our friend Drew Dinsick, the whale capper, NBC Sports betting analyst, talking NFL and NBA with Nick and Ken on a Tuesday.